You're listening to The Food Talk Show. Hi there, my name is Sue Nelson and for the next half hour or so we're going to be talking all things food and drink and Ollie's been trying to make me laugh in the introduction. That's not helpful, thank you Ollie. It's always a bit of fun. Yeah, so I'm joined by my fellow presenter, the naughty Ollie Lloyd, founder of Great British Chefs and the much less naughty, (laughs) virtuous Holly Shackleton. Hello. Speciality Food Magazine. How are you doing? I'm good. I don't think I've ever been described as virtuous before, but I'll You're take not. it. Oh, there you go. Uh, we had a really good programme last week, didn't we? we that Wasabi did. Company. I'm still thinking about it. It's amazing. Yeah. Really Do you amazing. know, I was thinking the other day, we did an event the other day together where we weren't on radio. And there were lots of other people. There were three of us. Yeah. There, yeah. There, were, there were lots of other people in the room who were not sort of, I think, you know, had not seen us all together. And it was kind of hilarious. It's like this sort of three naughty kids in a room <laughs> who sort of have loads of jokes and sort of, yeah. you know. We don't do any, many things together, actually. Is, no. As, um, I don't know. We do and things separately. But it carries out outside as if we're on radio. Yeah, yeah. No, we should <laughs> do that more often, shouldn't we? Um, I'm joined by Matt Wright of Check Your Food. Hi, Matt. Hello. There's a weird mixture of foods in front of you. I'm not quite sure what you're going to do slightly worried about it um so we'll come on to that uh, yes. a little later indeed i think you might be trying to test us um and i'm joined by nigel whitehouse um of truffle hunter now nigel i think that i first came across you on one of the shows like speciality or one of those i think walking past your stand and there's always loads of people queuing in your stand because <laughs> people love truffles don't they they do. They, they love do love truffles. truffles, yeah. And because it's quite an expensive item, I think they will always sort of hover around your stand hoping that they're going to get a little freebie something. Do you, do you I think, think that's people, fair? Yeah, <laughs> people seem to love them or hate them, but hopefully really? more people love them. Really? Okay, well, um, let's start off with truffles. Um, Ollie, are you a truffle fan? We're not talking chocolate truffles, obviously. We're talking no, no. truffles. I am a fan, although... I'm not as much of a fan of the actual raw sliced stuff. Really? So, yeah, there'd be times that I went to um, a restaurant in Italy where they did, you know, sort of truffle slicing at the table. And, I mean, it, it's amazing in its theatre. <coughs> but for the for the money you spend, I'm not sure I'd, I'd spend the money on, th- on that ingredient. Now, do you think he's actually had a decent truffle? That, that could heresy. be the question. That I know, tr- I know. Th- that could be the question. Holly, are you a bit of a fan or not? I yeah. am a bit of a fan. Um, but you've got a little but, story, really, haven't you? About or just truffles. because I know that I'm going to sound like an idiot for saying this. I overdid it on the truffles when I. <laughs> Who can say that? <laughs> Who um, could ever the say? Special I've, really, I've really overdone it it's on truffles. It's because there's a reason. It's because I discovered it in Switzerland, amazing truffle products, and then came back, tried to recreate it. And this was about 10 years ago. Truffle oil was the culprit, and it was horrific. So. Yeah. It took me a few years to get back into it, but... So one of my favourite breakfast things is avocado on toast. Mm. Avocado on toast with a tiny bit of truffle oil is... It just transforms it. Honest. It is very easy to overdo truffle oil. And I actually prefer fresh truffles, but I also prefer some of the other products because they're a bit more delicate Mm. and a bit Mm. less full-on. So um, truffles are a form of mushroom. Have I got that right? Uh, well, they're a form of fungi. In fact, that's a better way of putting it. Um, and they sort of grow in harmony with a sort of host tree. That's how, that's how they sort of come about. Um, and so the tree takes in the phosphorus, while in return the truffle receives all the sugars from the tree, enabling it to grow. I'm being incredibly simplistic here. 
but but they don't just grow on their own in the middle of nowhere, do they? They're, they're, they're... No, it's a it's a symbiotic relationship. So you yeah. know that the tree gets something from the truffle, and the truffle gets, gets something, from, something the from the tree. Um, and truffles grow underground, which I'm sure most people know, about two and a half to ten centimetres below. Um, and the main characteristics to distinguish the different species are the soil and the plants with which the truffle has a, as you put it, symbiotic relationship. Um, and um, I, I, I guess there's as many different tastes of truffles as there are for, for different tastes of mushrooms. So it may be that Ollie might not have had a good experience and you've actually bought some beautiful truffles in here they are beautiful things to look at aren't they they're like little i don't know really yeah they are beautiful they're not very photogenic but they've got a lovely aroma and yeah smell and particularly feel. the aroma where think. are these ones from these are um black autumn truffles um latin name is tuba oncinatum and um, these truffles are actually from central italy mm. yeah but these truffles grow all over Europe, and they actually grow in the UK as well, this variety of truffle. So my understanding of black winter truffles is that they've got a really complex and intense aroma. And as the season progresses from December to April, they, they sort of mature and they start getting a bit marbly. Um, and then they sort of turn from mid-brown to what we've got now, which is this really dark, chocolatey flavour. And you can imagine why chocolates are called truffles, because actually looking at the ones you've got, they, they literally look like chocolates in a way. They're so dark. Um, well, these are actually autumn truffles. The black, the winter truffles don't start until December. Ah. Um, but, I mean, there's also the expensive white truffles, which mm. obviously Italy's famous for. But my favourite truffle is actually the black winter ah. truffle. And one of the reasons why, you know, you mentioned chocolatey, but it does have a very rich chocolate flavour. And when you cut the truffle inside, it is jet black. The darker it is, then the better the aroma and the better right. the flavour. So can I smell, do, do, do you get a smell now without dropping it? Not so much, actually. The autumn truffles are quite mild mm. by comparison to the winter truffles, and they're a fraction of the price as well. Yeah. So mm. what was that? So that truffle, I'm holding something that's probably about the sort of size of... It looks of like a, size a of a chocolate, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's a big chocolate, sort of size of a 50p, but then it's quite a sort of fat mm. thing. So what, what's that? What's truffles that? are not as expensive as people re as people may think. So I think the wholesale price this week's probably about, I don't actually know, but probably about... 250 300 pounds a kilo let's say so you're probably 20 See, they're not as expensive as you thought no 20 sorry. grams maybe 20 grams there so what's that um about six pounds okay for All that right. truffle so not a huge not amount of money no not as much as i thought no i thought it'd be more than that if it was mm. a black winter truffle it would be four times the price right so so the the, the most highly prized truffles are, are, are the white winter truffles have i got that right the white Supposedly, yeah, yeah, but as I say, I tuba prefer the black magnatum. ones. That's correct. That's the one I had in Italy in in the north. oh the tuba magnatum. So I was at, at a Lavazza event, and they yeah. they grated quite a lot over. Some they're only available there. for a month or two every year, and um, they're, they're always highly in demand by top chefs. Apparently, they have an exceptional complexity and depth of flavour. I don't think I've had a white truffle. Mm. I don't think, um, and the colour ranges from sort of cream to a rich ochre. But you, you prefer these? Uh, well, I prefer the black winter truffle, which is a different okay. variety to okay. this one. Well, but bear in mind that, you know, there's hundreds of different types of truffle and there's hundreds of types yeah, of white truffle. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so, you know, it does depend on the specific so are you variety. Gonna, uh, so are you going to grate a little bit for us? I how, can do that. How, how does that work? So, well, what we so, do here, we have a little truffle shaver thing here. So, truffle shaver? We had, a, we had a wasabi grater last week. one of the most lethal-looking... 
things. Yeah, you've got to be careful with your fingers. <clears throat> please don't. If you any... hold your hand out, I can. No, yeah, okay, but please don't chop anything off. Oh, so okay, so we've got. You're grating it a bit like nutmeg, actually. Uh, but now here it comes. Ah, oh, here we go. We've got nice slices on it. There you go. You can see it's quite a light brown colour. It's still relatively early in the season. As the season progresses, they will get darker and the flavour will develop. So it's still a, still quite an early season truffle. It just tastes like the earth. It just tastes like the earth. Mm, agreed. You don't like it, do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes of soil and the earth. Ollie, I'm looking at you. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. I just, I am... Um, I've just, I've never, I've never... It's funny that, you know, because obviously one of the things, these things are, you know, I mean, I know you say they're not that expensive, but for the for the size, you know, it's, it, it's, cheap, it's they're cheaper than saffron, I would assume. Yeah? Got to be. Got to be. Um, I just don't, I don't find the flavour profile that interesting. Okay, I know that's, well, that's well, appalling. I, I'm, no, no, that's interesting. So Nigel's bought some stuff with truffle in. Mm -hmm. so, so let's have a look at what we've got here. So you've got white truffle honey. Uh-huh. So... Would you say, if you don't like, so, so Ollie's saying it doesn't particularly like that, um, would you say that, the, it, you know, you can you can have them in products which will, in hot, you know, bring it out, bring out the flavour? So I quite like truffle oil, and I quite like this mm. truffle mustard that Mai do, which I think is delicious. Um, yeah, I just... I know people say have it on scrambled eggs and that kind of stuff. I just... You see, see now, I've just opened this um, truffle honey. Mm -hmm. That, for me, smells more truffly. Mm. Than the truffle. Yeah, I think the fresh truffle is more You can smell it here already. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Try the mayonnaise. mayonnaise I think you'll first. like that. I've got a little bit of a cracker going on there, mm. thank you. Um, let's see. So we've got truffle mayonnaise. Well, we had uh, wasabi mayonnaise we we last week. Or was it yuzu or both? I think we had all of them. Mm. Take a little stash of... Now, you see, that's really subtle and I really like it. How would you not like that? Mm. You see, but... And I've often heard chefs talk about the fact that a lot of truffle-based products are not that authentic in terms mm -hmm. of... So there's a lot of, I think, fake... Um, <laughs> Sorry about the crunching, it's holly. Games. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, think, I think truffle mayonnaise is absolutely delicious. No, it's lovely. It's quite a delicate... It's more of a delicate flavour and yeah. you can get mm. the real truffle yeah. I think that's coming lovely. through. Um, that's lovely. I mean, the whole point of the truffle products is... You can get the truffle flavour without actually having to spend huge amounts of money, mm. and you know that's why we're now developing into. Yep. So 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 um, I I love the mayonnaise. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm, sorry, crunching away. Mm. What do you imagine having this with the mayonnaise? Fries. <laughs> yeah. Chicken. Oh yes. Can we order some? <laughs> <laughs> Fries and truffle mayonnaise. Got home. Wow, that would be so good. Don't you think? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Yeah, I get that. Um, Matt, have you tried any? Uh, I was just going to reach for the mayonnaise. Go, go for the mayonnaise and see what you think, because yeah. um, obviously <clears throat> uh, you're an expert in stuff that's good for you. Fantastic. Mm. So we've now... I think, I think actually I prefer it mm. in a product. Yeah. I, uh, I, actually, now you're mentioning that. I do, I, I do too. I mean, and look, on one level, uh, I, 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 mean, I think that's a very refined, particular thing to have it grated raw. I just haven't, you know, developed a palate for it. <laughs> I feel terrible saying it. I feel terrible. It's like saying, you know, 
It does. If I you don't like it, Bordeaux red. If you have it raw with something very subtle like a pasta. Or a risotto, maybe. Or a, then it just builds, the flavour builds mm. delicately over mm. the course of the dish. And does it help if it's kind of warmed through? Because it tends to be served with kind of hot, warm dishes, doesn't it? So yes. maybe cold, kind of room temperature, you're not getting the, the full notes. Yes. Mm, maybe. Can I have another cracker? I'm going to sure. try your... So we've got another product here, which is minced black truffle. Yeah, so that's a 100% truffle product, basically. It doesn't have anything else other it's than oil. A little bit of oil. Um, and again, you, you'd put this in maybe a risotto or, or Just know, scrambled stir. eggs. Or... I love that on an omelette. So just a teaspoon of it, half a teaspoon even on an wow. omelette. You see, I, again, I probably prefer that to the raw. Mm. I agree. I definitely. Cheese. Mm, that's got a oh. lovely, lovely, complex aftertaste. That. That's lovely. gorgeous, isn't it? But just you know interesting. That really tastes. And I love mushrooms. I mm. absolutely love mushrooms. And that's where you really, you really feel its relationship to the to the same yep. family. But that that Gosh. is very subtle. God, that'd be good with scrambled eggs. Mm. It would be so good with scrambled eggs. See, you, you're completely transformed now. You've tasted that as opposed to the raw stuff, yeah. aren't you? And, and, but I've, I've I've always liked I've always liked it in things. I've never I've, ne- mm. I've had it three or four times in grated on. It's not grated, and I would never. It's, it's not saying. And always says you know supplement X pounds. And it's like no, no. Mm. That is gorgeous though. Mm. But but it, if you're somebody who likes big hit you in the face bold flavors that's not for you it's subtle it's it's delicate it's Do you th- i don't think it's got you know you think it's so? got that depth of flavor it's got massive depth but it's not it's not gonna hit you like the wasabi did last week it's it's just no. it's it's very refined it's it's a subtle taste it's gorgeous mm. don't you think and there's a ketchup as well so <laughs> Really, be... really, you should have just got some chips and we had hot chips yeah we should have be... just got a bag yeah. of chips in. Yeah. why didn't you bring any chips nigel <laughs> Come on. Got some truffle crisps. That's the same thing, oh, isn't it? Yeah, okay, we'll do that in a minute. Um Actually there is a that's there's a there's an amazing brie that the fromagerie sell that has truffle in it. Which is eye-wateringly expensive. But a brie. A brie, and they layer it through so it and it's just yeah. so expensive and so good. Well you is should try good? our truffle cheddar, it's better. Mm. Should we try a bit of truffle cheddar then? <laughs> mm. We have so, a knife. We do. We have a knife there. So, so ketchup. I can't quite define the truffle in that. Can you? I think that for me, I always think mayonnaise lacks something. Crunching is Holly, by the way. I think it's me actually. <laughs> um, I think ketchup is really good as ketchup. Oh, I do too. I think that other things really require, you know, an additional layer. Mm. Well, I would definitely. I'm going to try the cheese in a minute. I would definitely recommend this the uh, the mint mm. truffle uh, that you guys do. I mean, there's that's a 50 gram little tiny tub. How how much is that? I think it retails at about. Um, don't quote me on this. Twelve or thirteen pounds, something like that. Yeah, if it's one want, of the more expensive products. If you want to do something very very special. But it'd have to be special, wouldn't it? Well, like, like a Wednesday morning breakfast. <laughs> we, was, it, we had a whole conversation last week on the oh, podcast. Wednesday about how, hump. Wednesday hump. You know, you get to Wednesday, you're like, <laughs> Thank you. I'm really bored of having, I don't know, prep breakfast. I know, I'm going to have truffle and scrambled eggs. I'm okay with that. You've got to treat yourself. Mm. Mm. Okay, so Holly is the cheese expert. 
well, she eats more cheese than anybody else. Is how <laughs> I... <laughs> Gotta love cheese. Mm. It's very subtle. It's Again. difficult because we're, we're having quite a few big flavours. Mm. Uh, what do you think? No, it's really lovely. Really versatile as well. I'm imagining a macaroni cheese made with this. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's softer than I thought it would be. I mean, it's quite a soft cheddar, isn't it? Quite warm. Mm. That's quite warm. Mm. That's, that's, called, that's, that's called global warming, isn't it, really? Mm. Matt, have you, have you tried some of the cheese? I have, yes. What do you think? Um, delicious. I mean, I like anything with... Um, <laughs> Anything, <laughs> anything with food with in it. <laughs> well, anything with food. I, I'm a kind of monomaniac, but the times I've had white truffle has been in France, and that's always with butter. So it's white truffle, butter, pasta, and it's like 70 quid for a bowl of pasta. And it's, the entertainment is, why am I spending 70 pounds on a bowl of pasta? 70 quid, really? Yeah, it's a local restaurant I know in, in, in Cannes. It does mm. it, so you just do it for a laugh. But actually, it's quite amazing, but I think the butter contributes quite a major amount to, to enhancing the, the flavour of the truffle. Okay, then I can't actually taste it now because I've eaten so many things, it's quite difficult to taste stuff. So we're eating truffle crisp. Do you, um, and these are yours as well. Yep, truffle hunter, truffle crisps. Hmm. What do you think, Ollie? It is radio, you do have to say something. I have to agree. I've eaten, to just I've been, eat. I mean, to be fair, I've just eaten the most number of things with truffle in it in my life <laughs> in, the, in the space of about 11 minutes. And, um, I think those are delicious crisps. Mm. But actually, I'm more excited by the mayonnaise. The, the mayonnaise um, is really good. And I think the um, the little jar mm. of, of, minced. Um, of minced black truffle. Mm. That's definitely... I, I, I would highly recommend the mayonnaise. What's, though, it, what's, with uh, what's it in? Is it in oil? Just olive oil. Just olive oil, olive oil yeah. Extra virgin Extra olive oil. Virgin. Mm. That's a great product. It's lovely, isn't it? That's a really great product. It's a real treat, though. It's a massive treat, but it's gorgeous, isn't it? Mm. You wouldn't have to use a lot of it, though. Why are you laughing? I'm laughing. I was just thinking of um, a morning the other day where I bought some duck eggs over the weekend. And it was Monday morning and I was trying to make breakfast for my son. And I said, what do you want for breakfast? He said, a duck egg. And I actually gave him a duck egg. And I'm so worried about your kids. I know, so am I. So am I. I'm but really I mean, worried about your I'm really, I'm really concerned about I mean, they this. eat chilies and things. I know. You know, and they will, they're addicted to them. They'll ask for them all the time. I do. But I'm, I, I, th- I think this is a real... This is a, this is a real treat, and I can really imagine working my way through that. Can you? Mm. Mm. Well, I, I would highly recommend the um, the mayonnaise, truffle mayonnaise. Gorgeous mm. chips and truffle mayonnaise. Absolutely. Oh, Do you want to try the mustard? quickly try that before we go on. Have to you, next, have you no, tried the um, the my truffle mustard? I have. So is this better? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I did. That. He's going to say that because that's quite truffle expensive. Mustard. It's, like, all, it's also considerably more affordable as well. Theirs or yours? As theirs is, I think theirs is about 25, 30, 30 pounds a jar or yeah. something. It's crazy. 30 pounds a jar? I have bought it's a crazy. jar of it. Have you? Yeah. Well, you would, wouldn't you? Um, it was for research purposes. I think ours retails at about nine pounds for a big jar, not that size. Mm. So we've got a little taste, a little trial jar. Mm. And? I, I think mustards are going through a renaissance. I mean, I'm going to actually need to go home and sort of reline up my mustards. I feel my fridge is really dominated at the moment by a lot of Asian stuff. And actually, it's time to get some really good mustards in there. I love mustard. I think it's mm. highly underrated. And I think people just go and buy Coleman's and then they just think that's the sum total of what mustard is. And it's, it's, it can be amazing. What's the other one called that's sort of the classic, which I never know, couldn't pronounce the brand name? I can't remember. French one. Yeah. The, mm, the yeah. male, however you pronounce it. Male, yeah. or something. Oh, that one. Yeah. They're oh, all they're good. Grey, grey, they're all grey poupon. Yeah. Yeah. They're all good, though, for different reasons. Oh, yeah. I mean, I cook with them and do sort of stuff. But, but um, yeah, we need a renaissance of mustard, mm. don't we? 
Really gorgeous. Mm. So um, while we're recovering from an overdose of um, truffles, which was really, really kind of Nigel, um, Matt, uh, Matt Wright of Check Your Food. Now, Check Your Food provides nutritional information that everyone can access, can't it? It it does, yes. And um, it allows you really to take control of your health and well-being. Um, And on your website, so I've been on there doing a little bit of a search, on your website you've got over 1,900 ingredients and 700 recipes and it's got the full nutritional content and health benefits. So if you wanted to check your allergens or you wanted to see actually how healthy you, you, you know, and whether you're getting all your vitamins and minerals, it's a really useful thing. Or if you're doing a FODMAP thing or if you want to check the sugar content or anything like that, um, it's a really interesting website. Now, there's loads of things at the moment, I think, that are claiming you know, to analyse food. So I've done a little thing of what I had for breakfast this morning. Ollie, will you stop eating the mince? I'm trying to get one I want about five a day, through truffles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I had a bacon sandwich this morning on wholemeal and um, I had a little bit of tomato ketchup on it, a little spread of butter. Um, and I went on to, um, onto Matt's website and basically it told me exactly what I'd just eaten. So you can't get that anywhere, I don't think. So it told me that by having a bacon sandwich, I have had 32% of my calories for the day. See, I didn't think, I thought it was less than that. Um, I've got 38% of my carbs for the day, uh, 52% of my protein for the day. So half the protein for the day, 48% of the With one slice of bacon? Uh, No, a couple of rashes of bacon. I don't have one. Um, And 94% of my salt for the day which is pretty scary, and um, 20% of my fibre. So there's a sort of interesting mix there. And now I find that, you know, pretty scary, really. That was three rashes of bacon. Um, that's quite useful because you don't know, do you? You don't know those things. What yeah, do you think? I think, um, yeah, the percentages are higher than I thought they would be. That is pretty scary, yeah. particularly for the salt. Um, I, I could provise her that, the salt. Yeah, we we put that in as an, as a recommended. It's a it's a World Health Organization and UK government recommendation. Yeah. it's not necessarily founded in sound science. Right, but that's yeah, there's, there's plenty of research that that's says their, you can have a lot more. Science. Can I just say that a lot of what the government do isn't founded on sound anything? So, no, so you know, yeah, yeah. So we, also, we put it in there for the for the colleges, sure. and the professionals. But but, but um, you know, if if people are recommending that, then that's that's the right thing to do, isn't it? Obviously, really. Uh, I think you go go to the salt page on Check yeah. Food, and you'll see the latest science, science peer reviewed yeah. science that says don't really need to worry too much. Unless you're going way, way over. There. Yeah. You also then break down what I've just eaten in my top six vitamins and minerals. So I've got a bit of manganese in there, vitamin B six, phosphorus, you know, da da da. Again, that's helpful if you're trying, you know, particularly if you're if you're lacking in a particular thing. So then I went on the website and I was like, it's such good fun. So I, I um I I downloaded luncheon meat, spam. I thought I'd check spam. When did you last eat Spam? I haven't. I can't remember the last time. Probably when I was about six. But I thought, well, that's a good one. So I went on. So I could try and guess my Spam. So if you had a half a tin of Spam, which Goodness is the recommended... Me. You need to lie down. <laughs> no, that's the recommended, um, what do you call it, portion size. I would pay a lot of money not to... 120 grams <laughs> of Spam. So if I <laughs> ate 120 grams of Spam, what do you think that would be my calories for the day? And my carbs. Does that assume you swallow it? 
Yes. This does assume you swallow, is that correct? It does. It does assume, yeah. Ingestion is kind of... Yeah. It's key, yeah. Yeah, so half a tin of Spam. I'd get 17% of my calories for the day. I'd have 41% of my fat for the day. No. Probably no fibre in there. No sugar, though. How's your salt? Um, and 4% of carbs. Salt, 68%. Two-thirds of my salt for the day. Quite a lot of phosphorus, though. You get 35% of your phosphorus for the day. Does that go well with truffles? <laughs> 30% of your vitamin B12 and 15% of your zinc. Bet you didn't know that. Beans on toast. That's another one I did. So that's a great... <laughs> So beans on toast. That's a half a can of beans, these, a bit of butter. You've bought beans. a bit of salt and pepper, yeah, and a bit of farmhouse bread. Um, that's a that's a pretty good all round meal, I would suggest. Sixty two percent of your carbs. I bet you didn't know that. Twenty eight percent of your calories and thirty six percent of your protein. So if you're a bit under on your protein and perhaps you don't eat meat, then that's a pretty good one to have. Don't you think? It's not a problem I've got. <laughs> no problem. Then I thought, what would what would Ollie, what Ollie like? What would Ollie like? So I downloaded <laughs> Sri Lankan fish curry. Nice, nice. <laughs> so they've got Sri Lankan fish curry, and also you're going to make that with monkfish. Just thought you'd let me. What else? It's got limes in there, onion, bit of garlic, ginger, chilli, fresh curry leaves, cardamom pod. I mean, really good stuff. Fenugreek, tamarind, blah, blah. Um, and um, you'd get a quarter of your calories from that. See, that's a really good, really good meal, meal mm. actually. Um, and all joking aside, um, you know, you get half your, your, your protein for the day. All joking aside, it's quite helpful if you're, if you're trying to understand what you're eating, the profile of what you're doing. Oh, totally. Look, I mean... Especially when you've got children, because there's so many confusing stats and advice that comes out. I think it's, the, I think the, it's quite useful. The, the difficulty of children is getting them to eat what you put in front of them. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. So I know there's lots of other uh, uh, functions on your website, but... Mm. Um, uh, I just found it incredibly useful and easy to use. So you just, in the search bit, you just put, type in fish curry and, and then it explains to you what you've got. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that mm. was our kind of mission, was to make nutritional information accessible, but also the health benefits. So yeah. all our science is peer-reviewed. We have a head of biology, a PhD in bi biology, mm. to really look at, and also we, we comply with the European Food Standards Authority, Safety Authority. So when you actually, well, what does phosphorus do? Well, it's about cellular energy. Yeah, and, and that's very clear on your website. It explains yeah. to you what all the different vitamins are for and how they can help. And um, just, just trying to cut through the ocean of hearsay and misinformation yeah, that, of which that the is. internet is awash with. And I've, I've been working on the internet since the mid-90s and uh, got increasingly frustrated with mm. the mountain of, like, onions will cure you of asthma, cancer, you know, Hodgkinson's disease, whatever. There's no smoke without fire, but we really had to find out what, what the fire was and go to the root of it. And, and if you are trying to um, cut something out of your, your, your diet for, for either for, you know, because you want to lose weight or, or because you've got an allergy, um, again, it's a really simple way of cutting through all that. Yeah, because, you, can because just look at an you can look at an alternative ingredient. I mean, you know, in my children, there was hundreds of things they wouldn't eat. Um, what, what I used to cheat with the most, because spinach is so nutritionally dense compared to, say, cabbage or peas. And spinach, you can liquidise into gravy without anyone knowing because it just disappears down to almost nothing. And you can inject your children with a whole host of nutrients that they're unaware of. And that's really useful on the website because what you can do is compare, you compare like with like. So you can compare broccoli with whatever and you think, well, I, I need to, my kids are not getting enough of this, but actually this vegetable will give more of that than something else. It's just really quite yes. helpful. So mm. Now, you've brought in some bit weird things with you. So, so can you explain 
we've obviously just overdosed on truffles at the moment. So, so I can't believe... Have I got that right? You've got a packet that says Donna Kebab. What is that? <clears throat> that's actually... Um, I bought that in Tesco's last night. Uh, and How that's a frozen it? Donna Kebab. Did you have it for dinner last night? Uh, no, I'm actually it's still in my freezer, but I will, be eating it. I will be eating it tonight. It's actually microwavable. Um, microwavable Donna Kebab, yeah. including... Does that include the, the, the pita bread? It does. It's actually a, a sort of um, flatbread. It goes with it. I mean, I just... I'm not recommending necessarily that you buy this product. I go to a, go to a kebab house and, and get a fresh one. But I thought or for illustrative purposes, I didn't want to bring a, a Donna Kebab in. Can I just have a look at that packet? I mean, I yeah. just... It makes me... The food photography in it is it just, just makes me want to cry that people actually eat this. I'm sorry, but I know that's rude. I agree. I mean, it's it's really illustrative purposes. Though. I yeah, don't before. eat it. You don't eat it, but you know what? No, if you blended it, you could mix with the spinach and it would be okay. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, the, the the thing about a doner kebab is much maligned, but actually there are many health benefits to a doner kebab. Hang on, I got not like, not a fast foody one. But, uh, there are still health benefits. Suggesting... There are still health oh, benefits to that. Yes, absolutely. Like. Well, if you to understand what healthy food is, you need to understand chemistry and biology. So, chemistry, what chemicals are in it? Biology, what do those chemicals do for you? It's the only way of understanding it. A doner kebab is packed with B12. It's packed with riboflavin, B vitamins. It's also packed with a nutrient that many people are deficient in, which is zinc. And that one's got even more zinc because that's actually mutton, not lamb. Uh, it's also lamb can't be intensively farmed, so you've got you're free of the kind of antibiotics that you get with intensively farmed meat. And also, if you order a fresh one. You're going to get the salad and raw cabbage and the raw onions as well. So I'm really kind of myth-busting because the chemistry and biology of a doner kebab do point to health benefits. And then people say, well, what about the salt? You say, well, don't eat one every day. Um, also, you don't worry too much about the recommended amount of salt. You can exceed it. And then people will say, what about... Within reason, obviously. Yeah, what about the saturated fat? Well, okay, <laughs> let's get over that 50-year hump of demonising saturated fat. There, there is actually a type of saturated fat in, in lamb that's the same type the um, highest saturated fat in mother's breast milk. So you know, it's unlikely to be toxic if nature's put it into, into breast milk. So science is uncovering more and more because there are actually nine different types of saturated fat, all with differing health benefits. You'll have heard about coconut oil. That's lauric acid, um, which kind of your brain's very much made of. So really burrowing into the chemistry and the biology is really what we're about. Um, but when, uh, just saying that, though, if somebody's made a beautifully produced on a kebab, then I think that's one thing. This yes. is something else. And and if you look at this of ingredients, there's so many of them. I just I don't even know what some of them are. You know, for something that actually is quite should be quite simple. Um, but, and obviously this is um, reformed, which I don't know what that means. Cooked reformed donna meat, which is mutton and chicken mixed. Um, so I, I, obviously we get your point when you're talking about sort of fresh food but I wouldn't I really wouldn't recommend anybody what, what you're talking about there is, is is the ingredients that are in this you're saying yeah. mutton yeah, mutton is you know so mutton big tick mm -hmm. raw vegetables big tick mm -hmm. the, the 10 pints of lager before the done gab <laughs> not yeah. a big tick what, right. what are the other big ticks in this oh, mainly the lamb yeah I'm really just lamb. The lamb and yeah, yeah. Uh, and obviously the vegetables, if you have it, and the yeah, if you make but, but it. But the lamb's actually more, way more nutrient-dense than the, than the mm. veg. But if you take, so let's let's take the word that Sue's used there, which is one of my favourite words, reconstituted. Um, never reformed, used scrabble. Reformed, reformed. I've never used in scrabble. Um, but is, do you lose the quality and, and the, the nutritional value of things when they are reformed? Uh, very much not the case in many instances. There's a lot of processing that does enhance the nutritional value because it's breaking down the matrix, making things more bioavailable. It's also, with the donor meat, you may get a bit of organ meat in there as well. Now, organ meat 
is where the animal stores its supply of vitamins and minerals. It's, it's off the chart, for goodness. So yes, in some cases it can. Uh, cooking tomatoes, for example, greatly increases their lycopene content. And obviously some processes will, will detract um, from the overall nutritional status of the final product. So the answer is a complicated answer because you take some things but you give with others, I suppose is what you're saying, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not a black and white situation, really. Can, can you share something is... else that you bought with you? Sorry. Yes, I, I bought a couple of things that you might expect to be healthy. So, so we've got some Japanese kombu. Kombu seaweed. Which is basically... Uh, dried sea vegetable, yeah. um, and what? So, what is that that you've brought with us? Is it um, is it a soup or is it um, something that you add water to? You 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 would. I mean, you wouldn't want to crunch this down. You'd want to rehydrate it for a soup. Rehydrate it, and that would go in if you were making yourself a sort of miso soup miso type soup, thing. Yeah. Mm. However, would it? There's a so, question dried mark over it. sea vegetable. Yes. Now, on the face of it, I would look at that and I would say that's reasonably healthy. That's what it looks like. Whereas well, well, I'm looking at that doner kebab thing and going, I won't touch up the bulge. Well, I think this is your point, isn't it? Uh, unfortunately, kombu seaweed could actually not be very healthy at all mm. because it is so absolutely packed with iodine. Because it's grown off the north of Japan in very, very deep water, it accumulates a huge amount of iodine. I mean, colossal. So one gram of that kombu, you are way over the upper limit for iodine. Now, that is an issue because too much iodine has the same symptom as too little. So it's hypothyroidism, basically. So in Japan, they've got a lot of advice out saying, don't use too much kombu, don't make sushi with it, etc. You've got to go for the shallower water seaweeds because they accumulate the noris. I've got a lava seaweed here, wasabi-flavoured, just linking you, segueing. Mm. Last one. <laughs> um, and this is much more palatable, and this is um, readily available, Chinese supermarkets, you can try some of that if you want, it's delicious. And that, three or four sticks of that will give you your, your RDA, whereas... A tiny amount of that is is it's 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 huge, like forty but if, times. But right. if you went on your website and you put that in, you would see that. You would see that, that and you would see an explanation of, it, of me. Yeah, and you'd say, and, and you'd also see, don't have you know you'd have a number of grams and you do a gram between a, between a family yeah, soup. Yeah, yeah. And you just pop it in. You, and yeah. everyone's got their RDA for iodine without any flavour profiling being affected. It's so complicated, uh, you know, and the, and the advice you get is so. But and that is such a good example Contrary. because the uh, truth is, I mean, it's worth saying this this packet of um, of kombu has on the front a, a white bowl with a very clear liquid, three or four vegetables, a few green floating things, and I mean, it, you know, it, it it is it is absolutely the definition of you know if you said someone name one word associated with that you would just say healthy healthy mm. it, it yeah. says nothing else and 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 it could be if you use this minuscule amount of kombu but again. Uh, Claude Bernard is a, a quote, he's the father of many modern scientific methods, says, everything is poisonous and nothing is poisonous. It's all a matter of dosage. Yep. And that's true of cyanide, that's true of, of course, arsenic. Yeah. Um, and it's true of food, it's true of vitamins and minerals. And you've got some raw carrots there, have I got that right? Yes, raw organic carrots. Raw organic carrots. You're not going to tell me those are bad. Well, in in that state... Because <laughs> all I can tell you is that, is that most, you know parents who are trying to do the right thing by their children spend their entire life lining them up with carrots and hummus. <laughs> well, let me explain. That raw carrot in that state has very few health benefits because uh, all the health benefits, the beta the carotenes in there, that we, beta carotene has a role in the body, plus it converts to vitamin A if you don't have a preformed vitamin A source, is fat-soluble. So to eat that without any fat is really just going to pass through you. Uh, likewise, it's an incredibly tight plant matrix. So uh, back when it was Hippocrates used to prescribe it, for example, 4,000 years ago, it was always to, to have it softly cooked to maximise the nutritive. So grandma used to 
boil the carrots and then cover them in butter. And that was actually probably the best way to get the maximum um, nutrition from them. So it's just, I mean, I am, I'm saying it's, it is a very healthy food, but you need to eat it in context to, to get the health benefits. But is it not like that sort of, bit of mayonnaise, yeah. the, the celery game, which is if you, you know, on one level, it's, it's, a, it's an activity. It's like exercise. <laughs> you know, you eat, you eat the carrot, it keeps the child quiet. They think, they think they've eaten something. Yeah. I mean, look, it's, it's better than a pom bear. Not yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, absolutely, because you'll, or... you'll get some fibre from it, etc. It's just just put some fat with it, because this this whole anti-fat thing that's gone on for so long. So pan-fried olive oil, pan-fried, dipped in dipped in. Nigel's amazing mayonnaise with go. truffle. Um, not with my children. We've already got enough problems. Already. <laughs> I just, I mean, in a way, I sort of don't know what to say because it's so difficult to navigate. It's so complicated, but also every individual body has different individual requirements. So I. I'm quite um, deficient in iodine, so therefore I could maybe have a slightly larger bit. Uh, yes, a friend of mine who who's, has a has a has a deficiency does have a little, little crumb mm. Um, mm. of it. But again, check your food's all about just empowering you. It's just to give mm. you the knowledge. You go, well, actually, I'm iodine deficient. I'm going to have a little bit more of that. But the great thing about your website is is, is, is you start to take control of it a bit. Isn't yeah. that's the thing, isn't it? And, and you can start making some conscious decisions um and, and, and we're all grown-ups you can you, you know you can then make make a decision and i think that yeah. what your website does is it's not preaching it's not telling you what you should or shouldn't do it's just saying well this is how this stuff's made up okay yeah. so let's so what about milk so you know i mean milk is like this one where i think sue and i go backwards and forwards on this because we've certainly had you know i listened to to heather mills speak the other day and she was very much like you know milk is the devil essentially it should not be in I'm glad you said that because I went on the website again and I did large banana and a cappuccino. Would you like to know? <laughs> I, I, I did, I did, see, I did see that. Large banana and a cappuccino. That's one of mine. That's yeah. one of mine now. So um, 71% of sugars, but I'm guessing that's the banana. It's natural sugars. Natural oh, sugars, yeah, exactly. 30% um, of carbs, again, that's, that's probably the banana. Um, what are you getting from the milk? Milk, you get riboflavin. Yeah. You'll get a bit of omega-3. You'll also get a bit of iodine, because iodine is close close to the teat. Yeah. Uh, and this this argument about milk, I often get asked it, particularly by vegans. And milk is the most nutritionally complete ingredient, which you would expect, because it's mammalian lactate is what we're... You have to live on it months, yeah. No one's born with lactose intolerance, otherwise you'd have a problem. Um, because milk, mother's milk, is the highest lactose ingredient of any of any dairy ingredient. <clears throat> but Heather Mills was going on about some study they did, which is um, you know, huge, massive piece of research that, you know, it basically says you shouldn't drink milk. Yes, I know the, I know the study. What sort of milk? Cow's milk or yeah, any milk? Cow's milk. Well, if you if I prefer yes, I mean, I've looked at that study and the, the if you look at the human Im imbibing of mammalian lactate or milk, <laughs> put it that way, it's gone on for millennia and millennia and millennia. And also, you know, if, if a mother couldn't breastfeed, they'd give it to a, the baby to a goat, they'd give a baby to, to a cow. So we're clearly linked to, to milk. However, the intensive, intensive farm and the industrialization of the production of milk may well have changed the, the enzymic balance, as they call it, rendering it less digestible and less compatible with us. And there's certainly some evidence for that. I mean, so I, I would always go for organic. I'd always go Personally, for I drink goat's raw. milk, actually. Well, yeah, um, raw and sheep's. And my local, yeah. uh, local I farm tell does, the does raw does raw milk much free between yeah. goat's milk and cow's milk and and uh, i just find goat's milk it, if, I, I find it i can tolerate it better yeah and if you check yeah. on the on the website you'll see it's got every single vitamin and mineral represented it's the only ingredient that mm. does have that which you would expect um 
Yes, so but this, this again, is, is the problem with the narrative is that, you know, you, you're, you're putting nuance into something that, you know, people want simplicity, you know. I know, but we, we I know have it's not had, possible. But we have had nutritionists on the programme who said they are very, very, very worried about young girls not getting calcium because they're mm. storing up a massive problem when they're going to be in their forties and fifties. I totally, and, and, and what I'm interested in is you have, and then you have someone with Heather Mills' reputation, who's you know she's obviously a very vocal and 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 you know opinionated individual in the food world, saying very clearly this is not for us, and here's the study, and you know you do sit there and, and you know we're all engaged around this table in the food world. You do understand why we all just go help. You know, what do, I, what do I do? Well, I think you... I mean, I have a head of biology who looks at those studies because the nutritional science is unbelievably complex because there are so many other factors. What else are you eating? What else is going on in your lifestyle? How much are you drinking? How are you smoking? Are you exercising? Do you live in, yeah. a, in a polluted city? So observational studies are fraught with things. Meta, meta-analysis studies that look at groups of studies and then look at patterns across groups are also fraught with difficulty to draw conclusions to other than caveated with may. <laughs> we at, you'll see on Check Your Food a lot of may help with may, etc. because the studies are not conclusive. It's not fact. There's no such thing as scientific fact. It's, it's an evolving process. So, yes, there's that study. And is there the commercial interest in doing a competitive study? There might be, uh, for the Milk Marketing Board, for example. Yeah. Uh, you may be, and I think that should be encouraged, personally, to avoid this confusion. And, yes, this calcium deficiency issue we've got with, with young girls. However, you know, there are other surprising sources of calcium. I was going to bring along a tin of sardines because that's actually the highest source of calcium. Uh, you see, and the great thing about your website is it doesn't say you should or shouldn't do this. You know, you go in there and you go, oh, wow, sardines have got that much calcium. Great, I'll, I'll have that tonight on toast or something. But, but you know, I, I just found that quite useful. because, And it's also broken down into icons. It's very clear to, and easy to understand. It tells you what each one of the vitamins and minerals does you know so iodine contributes to your thyroid health energy needs and normal growth of children it, it, it just becomes much easier to understand yeah i mean I, one of my regrets at school because i had a fascin- i've had a fascination with food since i was a child because of a story my father told me um and when you're not taught anything you're not taught what your recommended daily amount is you're not no. taught you know i would say a banana is high in potassium well actually it's not when compared to the rda it's actually the 82nd ingredient in potassium on, on check your food. But because it has 330 milligrams per banana, you think well, that sounds a huge amount for a micronutrient. But the RDA for potassium is 4,700 milligrams, 4.7 grams. So suddenly a banana, you've got to eat 12 a day. <laughs> uh, and the, the poor old much maligned potato is actually a much better source of potassium by mm. realistic portion size. Thank goodness for that, I love potatoes. Oh, spuds and chicken are too high as potassium, <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, I mean... I don't really know what I know to say, really. I mean, Nigel, you're in the food world as as well. Um, it, it's really difficult, isn't it? It, it, it? Just trying to bring up a family or, or even navigating your own health needs. It's, it's, it's incredibly hard. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big believer in just cooking everything from scratch, scratch raw, raw ingredients and keeping, keeping things simple, really. Yeah, I, I lived in Italy for three or four years and, you know, that's what Italian food is all about. It's just about simple basic ingredients, quality, mm. and... Um, uh, and that, that's the philosophy I follow, which is, you know, if I've been in charge of how much salt goes in, you know, like we, you know, we're starting to try and make our own bread at the moment, and you, you, know, you know exactly you know what's, what's in, it. in it. You know exactly yep. what's in it. That's why I don't, I don't buy, like, beef burgers and hamburgers and stuff, because I don't know what's in it. So, so I'd much rather make my own, because it didn't take five minutes, and you just, you just, you're in charge, mm. aren't you, really? 
So, um, I think when you realize what food is doing for you, you know, food isn't just a, a source of energy or calories, it's, no, it's, it's information to every biological process that keeps you alive. Yeah, absolutely. So, once you get into the, that kind of magic of food, it changes your relationship with it, and then obviously it becomes obvious to cook yourself yeah, and, and, yeah. and allow that time. Well, instead of watching that program, I'll, I'll cook instead of doing it. That's basically yeah. what my journey was. Okay, just um, finishing off the program, Holly, have you got any comments? I find it I'm just a little bit depressed in the way. I don't know. I shouldn't be. Well, I think it's quite, um, what's the word, kind of giving us power that we can actually, we can access mm. this information and there's so much in the industry at the moment or every industry about personalisation and doing what works for you. Um, and now we're being armed with, with the knowledge. I think it's brilliant. Mm. Okay. So um, but, check your but, food. But then there's the food industry. And and, 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 that, and that, I think, is one of the, the challenges, which we, is... We do work with the food industry. Yeah. We have a professional site, which is called CheckNutrition.com. We work with food producers specifically on the legitimate health claims they can make for their products. Yeah. To really get in front of the consumer, the, you know, cheese is actually very good for you. you know, there's all these products that are not being promoted um, based on their health benefits, just being promoted on, on, on a fashion trend or, or not being low-fat or low-salt. <clears throat> but, but you know the fact that, you know, and I, look, you know, I've worked at a large, you know, consumer product company you get to the point where you try and work out what's the perfect product and you go, well, if we had a bit more sugar, that'll make it work. But, you know, you, know, you do yes. know that you, know, you do end up in a, in a development process where certain things will just make things, you know, pass tests better. And so I think there's this terribly tough pull between, you know, actually we are not accustomed, you know, we had that famous experience with kefir the other week, but those are not flavours we're accustomed to. Mm. And, you know, we have to kind of unlearn a lot of the, the things that, you know, as people become addicted to that are easy to sort of, you know, get yeah. but i'm just really glad that my children have grown up because i i think it's even worse now i find it even more confusing okay well you know you're just saying cheese is good for you um, you know if you listen to other things you're going to get a heart attack if you have too much cheese so how do you navigate your way through that do you just ignore everything and just 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 try and trust well, your if instinct you, if you if you check the chemistry and biology what chemicals yeah. are in it and what's, yeah. what's what do those chemicals do for you yeah but it, but it, i mean if you if you follow the principle which goes moderation 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 mm. You know, yeah, you can have cheese, but you can't eat, a, you know, a whole, a whole a whole wheel of cheddar every day. <laughs> you know, it, it, if you follow that principle, is that enough of a guiding? Please tell me it is. Cause it, it is and it isn't. As in, you need to be a little, a little bit astute um, with, with ordinary, what we call the genius of ordinary food, if you like. And just, again, with the personalization. Okay, so I, I'm very, you know, I'm not that picky, but I'll, I'll go for spinach as above cabbage, just for simplicity. Yeah. And I will check my food. I keep a food diary and I keep everything in the we have a traffic light system, keep everything in the green. And then I know that my long-term health is as protected as I can make it. Obviously, mm. you, add, you add clean air and water and yeah. exercise into the equation. Um, but yeah, I think there is there is a lot of, of uh, space to, for checking your food and, and taking an interest in it. Again, mm. it just to, if just to change the relationship, to realise just how amazing this stuff is that we eat yeah, and what incredible. it's doing for us well um matt wright of check your food thank you so much for joining us um we'll do a link from the website so you can you can go on um but basically it's checkyourfood.com it is thank you very much um no trouble nigel thank you so much for bringing in these lovely um truffle products um i've definitely had more truffles today than i've ever had <laughs> um my favorite truffle mayonnaise with chips yeah, for me, the, you reckon? You know, the mince truffle. The mince truffle. The mince truffle. The mayonnaise is great with the raw carrot. I bet it is. I bet it is. So, so um, uh, yes, Truffle Hunter. And again, we'll do some links. Uh, definitely go on there. Um, and people can order off your website, I presume. And you sure. put them in other retailers? Yeah, probably, well, a lot of 
delis, delicatessens, farm shops, Independent Selfridges retails. in London. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, but if you want to order some lovely stuff, you can just go onto the website and do it straight from there. That's yeah. fantastic. So again, Matt Wright, Check Your Food, and Nigel Whitehouse, Truffle Hunter, thank you so much for joining us. Um, you've been listening to the Food Talk Show, a very uh, a very confused um, presenter here. Um, we're syndicated to radio stations across the UK and further afield, as well as being available on Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, iTunes, and the podcast app on your phone. Thank you to my fellow presenters, Ollie Lloyd. You're welcome. It's very interesting. That was very interesting. Um, and Holly Shackleton. Thank you. I would say, actually, if you go to independent retailers and delis and, and farm shops, you can talk to people, can't you? You can yeah. ask where it's come from and where it's been made. And, yeah, definitely. Uh, They're just helpful. closer to the grassroots. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and if you want to recommend any future guests doing something groundbreaking in the food sector, please get in touch with us via Twitter on at Food Talk Show. And if you want to listen to any of our hundreds of podcasts going back years and years and years now, go to foodtalk.co.uk or via the Speciality Food Magazine website where we're on the homepage. Just click on that, can't you, Holly? Indeed. Lovely. So do have a good week. We're going to tuck into some more truffle mayonnaise and, uh, yeah. and some pork scratchings. Some pork scratchings <laughs> for, some, for some reason Matt's bought with him as well. So, um, yes, I do hope you have a good week. Bye now. Bye now.